Hi everyone, my name is Castro Ambio and welcome to my first podcast. In this podcast, I focused on my thinking about place branding, especially in Africa. Today is the 11th day of January 2021 and I am in Nairobi, Kenya usually cold January morning. January has always been one of the warmest months in Kenya. Looks like for the past two years they have changed, making January an oscillation of wet, cold and hot episodes. In spite of the weather, reading the Financial Times of April 2020, Arundhati Roy writes, Historically, pandemics have forced humans to break with the past and imagine their world anew. This one is no different. It is a portal, a gateway between one world and the next. We can choose to walk through it, dragging the carcasses of our prejudice and hatred, our avarices our data banks and dead ideas, our dead rivers and smoking skies behind us. Or we can walk through lightly with little luggage ready to imagine another world and ready to fight for it. And here are some facts that should help us navigate the future. At 4%, wildlife tourism generates more than 30 billion US dollars, employing 3.6 million people worldwide. Any decline occasioned by COVID-19 surely affects some of the most vulnerable dependents of these 3.6 million employees in the industry. We are still all aware that there's a pandemic ravaging the world today. But even as the pandemic ravages, people are talking or lamenting on the adverse effects of COVID on tourism in Africa. But I posit that this is the old tourism of tourists in safari vans looking for big game. I see a tourism product of the future more focused on people, a hybrid of wildlife conservation big game safari, sustainability, cities, cultures, and the climate. For tourism, is about people and places. But then again, as we lament on the effects of coronavirus on wildlife tourism, especially in Africa, It is important that we take COVID as an inflection point for African destinations to learn and do new things. Culture, for example, is an ever-evolving thing. We cannot be stuck in thinking that culture is about the traditional Zulu or Maasai way of life. There is a growing Gen Z culture powered by Instagram, the power of the mobile phone, 
and a shareable culture that can go viral and produce a product. Let us begin focusing on our food. Let us focus on the small restaurants, some serving some of the best African cuisine. Let's run away from the European menus. Let's run away from the global menus that are served. Let's begin to focus on our small restaurants serving authentic African dishes. Let us make Africa a marketplace of ideas, a changing arena where change and innovation powers progress. Let it be that we believe in stakeholders. Let our stakeholder engagement be the new economic engagement. Let us empower communities because without communities, the tourism industry will die. As we have noted before, African tourism is predominantly wildlife tourism. TripAdvisor Insights and Trends shows that only 4% of tourists would want to go on a safari, which means there's a great opportunity to serve other experiences and grow the pie. I am afraid that the current tourism product does not have the soul of the African citizen. If it did, it should be packaged differently. And here are the core weaknesses of our tourism industry in Africa. Number one, failure to adapt and innovate in line with global trends and, cha and a changing world. Number two, over-reliance on international leisure and a handful source markets. Number three, Poor experience and excessive travel times in cities and between cities. Number four, no value for money. Number five, a tightly controlled tourism exp experience. Lastly, weak marketing. This podcast will always be focused on the future of tourism. And it is important that we begin to appreciate the principles that will power the future of tourism. And one of those principles is that destinations must begin to see the whole picture. We must begin to see, for example, that 60% of the wildlife that powers African tourism lives in communities. How then can technology power a citizen-led approach to the future of tourism? How can tourism ensure communities are enabled, empowered, healthy, and connected? A tourism experience is an interwoven fabric of many elements that constitute a place or a destination. We travel to experience all these elements, not just one element or two. The Kenya Tourism Blueprint, for example, states that Kenya's tourism underperformance 
is more systemic than safety related. It has also been debunked in very many studies that safety is no longer one of the main reasons that drives people to a destination. Should we then be focusing more on changing or reversing these systemic issues? The challenge is that we make these very bold statements, then revert back, then revert back to the old strategies and activities that entrench them. And here is where I find the gap. We have the good intentions to change our product and offer more to tourists, but we lack the knowledge, know-how, and do-how. We must take a break and go back to building a solid foundation that is holistic. We must invest in the long-term health and vitality of the different elements that comprise the destination, including its politics. The second principle in the future of tourism that destinations must begin to use sustainable standards to guide their approach to destination marketing or place marketing. And these standards are many and provide a great platform that would guide any destination towards an end game. The SDGs, the Global Sustainable Tourism Council, the Make Travel Matter standards will be quite important in anchoring the offerings and the marketing of destinations. The third and last principle is that we need to seek to develop tourism through a collaborative management structure with equal participation by government, private sector, civil society, and most importantly, communities. Many African governments, and rightly so, have channeled a stimulus package to the tourism tech sector during this period of COVID-19. I recently had a chat with a good friend of mine who is the CEO of Nature Conservancy Kenya about the stimulus package on our series Reimagining the Future of African Tourism. And after our long discussion, she asked, what next after the stimulus? brings us to the conclusion of our today's podcast. What is the endgame? And here is how we see it. Firstly, we are looking to create a network of communities, SMEs and startups to build a bottom-up tourism strategy anchored on people, climate and the economy. We are looking to commission a global think tank and do tank that primarily focuses on the future of Africa's tourism sector. Thirdly, we are looking to curate a series of trainings and webinars and guides for startups and SMEs in the tourism sector across Africa.
4th, we are looking to host a future tourism conference, Africa, in 2021. 5th, we are looking to create a plug-and-play platform that anyone interested in tourism of the future can plug in with business listings, TripAdvisor, Instagram, and all other platforms that will be beneficial to future tourism. Just read. Eh? Remember, when you when okay, you sir. when you do the article, you yeah. won't explain. Okay, thank you. So just read. Okay. Being one of the owners of the circle, any profit made, you will get uh, a share, depending on the much you have uh, invested in the circle. Circle gives you cheap credit facility, which are also convenient in paying back. Being a, a member of the circle, you get Uh, 
that's good. That's good, but you're writing as a circle manager or somebody who works in the circle. Now, I want you to flip that article, okay? And write a story about, do you have a daughter? What's her name? Let's say Joy is a young person who took a loan from a circle, from your circle, okay? And her story of how the circle took her to school, okay? Then she joined after she finished school, took a loan, and now has her own farm. <coughs> you get what I mean? So weavers, those are good because they tell us the mechanics, okay? But it's what all of them are going to write. Okay, so if you want to a purple cow, take joy and make joy a story. Okay, if you still answer all those questions, how she took a loan and how she got the interest at this percent, invested it here, made this money, came back and did this, 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 this. So it's a whole story, but it still answers all those questions. So, you got it here? So each of you needs to find, the reason I'm saying that each of you, when you go back, each of you needs to go back, find some, there's a story in your circle like this, that is really a story. You know those individuals whose stories are told on the corridors of how the circle has helped them. Find those stories and try and write a blog about that story, okay? Who is Jacinta? Okay. Who was doing the podcast? Bluetooth connection. Who was doing the which investment options available from the circle? Oh, you downloaded? You've sent it? Send it to my email. Vaughn, Vaughn something, whatever it is. Let me first get out. HS212. No, Vaughn. Um, Sharon, um, three tweets. Experience, experiences 
Okay, so just stay there. You would need a blog to for people to read that, isn't it? Yeah. So would you use his blog of Joy's story on what is your first tweet? So you see how they join. So she will tweet that, then take your article, because now you have been as a thought leader, and put the link, okay? Which will now come to you, okay? Second, second tweet. So you will, you will have to come to my presentation and look for one of those videos, okay? It doesn't have to be yours. You can look for a video and copy the link and put there, okay? The third one. That one makes no sense. Okay, you can say we I'll give you a hashtag which you can use about something. So forget about that's good, but now you have to attach an an article that shows that circles are going digital, which means we'll have to blog about everything we have learned here today. Okay, so you put a blog about why it's important for circles to go digital. Okay, then you post, then you attach that tweet. So, make sense? See, it's working. You can see how they are connected and they work. Yeah, and that is how you've taken 30 minutes to do it. Who was doing the Facebook post? Okay. Joy. And you can get a picture of Joy and put there in your article, which you have on your phone. Okay. Thank you. I will have a, a Facebook post on uh, the question one to use. Do you see anything that prospects?
that makes very difficult for them to involve one exactly in a particular field that is the main subject. Uh, anyone who has resources and vested interest in the person can have their way to the court and run down the circle as they wish. A good indicator of legitimacy of a person is having good corporate governance policies in, in place uh, that will follow up on any governance, governance issues that uh, the board might bring up. Most of the circles on us we have vested knowledge in running their businesses, but the access has been low. What do you think? Hmm? Mm -hmm. No, let's not say about the longevity, how long it is. Is it, a, is it an article that makes sense? Uh -huh. But it's an article for the wrong platform. So you're a writer. So that article will go to LinkedIn. There's a place in LinkedIn called uh, where you can publish articles. Okay, then you put a link on Facebook. Okay, you take the link, put it on Facebook, and write, write uh, uh, the future prospects of Circle, death or life. Okay, so that you don't attract someone to Facebook, then they'll click on you. When you then you put the picture, then they'll click on your article. But that's a LinkedIn article because it's about thought leadership. Remember on Facebook. You are talking to people, not at them. Yet. So it's drawing them towards you. Well, that's a good article, but it's for LinkedIn. Your LinkedIn page, then you you can now post it on the organizational Facebook so that we are able to see what our people think. Okay? Hiya, Sawa. Next. Who was developing an, a video? 
for future investments. Okay. You can go for the blog. You are sending it to me. Okay. You can you can do the podcast. You can listen to the podcast. A circle and she's going to tell us how she's been in the last year. You know, a lot has happened in the last year. I'm talking about COVID, I'm talking about innovations, and coming up with new things, and this is where the world went digitally. So, Rosa, tell us. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Um, last year, 2020, was quite an eventful year. As you said, in terms of COVID, it was quite a hard time. Also, the year in which I So this is this period we noticed that most organizations 